0: This is B2B Radio, featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, Central Ohio's leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth.
1: Good morning, everyone. Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth here. With another episode of b2B radio, uh, before we get started this week, I wanted to actually give a give a bit of a shout out to the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, specifically Brandon Ogden, who um, uh, for those of you who are based in Ohio, may have come to the chamber event, their annual event last week. Uh, they had a featured spe- uh, featured speaker of Lou Holtz, former football coach, college football coach Lou Holtz, actually coached the NFL for a little bit as well. Uh, Great speaker, uh, very uh, inspiring, had a very positive message. Um, He mixes in a lot of uh, humor as well, so it was definitely a really really good speaker. Um, I would uh, give, a, I guess, a quick plug. Not that Lou Holtz needs a plug, since I'm sure he does quite well financially. But um, one of the reasons I I think I enjoyed his speech so much was um, I read one of his books. I think he's got a couple, two or three books that he's uh, published over the years. It's called Winning Every Day, and I read it uh gosh, probably fifteen years ago now. Um uh, but it's still one of my favorites, so if you get a chance to check that out, Winning Every Day by Lou Holtz. And thanks again to the Ohio Chamber for that event. And um I'm still recovering a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. Mr. Biz was out in uh in uh Sin City in Las Vegas, uh for the uh for a few days and over the weekend for a uh, for a wedding initially, and then also took care of some business while we were out there so um, definitely an interesting time. I hadn't been to Vegas in quite some time, so uh, was good and uh, be able to mix uh, a little bit of vacation time with uh, with some business was uh, was definitely a good thing. So, but I am back and ready to go. So today we are going to talk about budgeting, um, and we could probably do about five shows on budgeting, but we're gonna, I'm going to call this one Budgeting 101, and we're going to talk through some of the uh, overall structure of budgeting and some some approaches and uh, we'll, we'll have a you know probably a budgeting 201 or 301 or something like that in the future but I wanted to sort of introduce the topic I've gotten some questions about it from some listeners and so I wanted to sort of dive into budgeting a little bit so that's what we are going to talk about today and so so budgeting let's talk about that a little bit first so defining that I guess a budgeting I think a lot of people um, think of it as almost a, a dirty word. Uh, a lot of people don't like to talk about budgeting. Um, it's really just a plan. It's a roadmap for your business. Uh, another way to look at it, and um, you you really have to have a budget. Uh, you, you, without it, you're sort of flying blind. How do you make financial decisions if you don't know? You know, do you have the money for this? Do you not have the money for this? Is it time? You know, we've had an episode in the past on expansion. So, for example, if you think you need to hire a new salesperson. Well how does that make, does it make sense? You know, from a cost perspective, are they going to bring in enough money to support um, the additional expense or if you need an admin position, um, things like that. So we'll talk through some of that in the future. Uh, uh, not in the future, actually in the immediate future here uh, throughout the rest of the show here. But, and that's one of the reasons why budgeting is so important. Again, um, financial decision-making, I guess, number one is I would say, you have to have a budget to, to sort of dive into that. You know, I've got a, a client, you um, Currently, that hasn't had a budget in the past, and so when it comes time for financial decisions, it's it's a sort of a contentious conversation because they want to invest in the business, they want to do those things, but do they have the money for it? Does it make sense? Um, and again, without that, I think you're you're sort of almost flying blind, and so I think that's why it's uh, it's very important to have that, and it impacts everything, right? You you can budget not only your P and L, but you can also do somewhat of a budget based on your PL on, on for your balance sheet, um, which is another, I guess, dirty B word that a lot of people don't like to talk about as their balance sheet. But um and then, you know, your cash flow, most importantly, um you can derive it from uh what you're looking at for your bud, for your budget. So very important. Um and I guess a couple of things I'll mention. So types of budgeting, there's a couple of different ways to approach this. Actually there's there's several, but there's two that I'll focus on that are the primary ones. There's zero-based budgeting and there's what I'll call incremental budgeting. So zero-based budgeting is essentially where you start every year your budgeting process with a blank sheet of paper and you justify everything. Um, You start from scratch to build your revenues and what you think they're going to be um, and you do the same thing on the expense side. You don't assume anything. You literally start from scratch um, and build from build from ground zero all the way up to, to build your budget. Um, and that makes a lot of sense for some businesses, um, other, uh, other businesses. And I think the more prevalent approach is incremental budgeting, which is essentially using what you've done, uh, your actuals or your budget from the prior year and building that going forward. And so, using that, so, so so for example, a simple example of we've got, uh, you know, we had a million dollars in revenue last year. We would we aspire to have growth of of ten percent. So we're gonna have a million one hundred thousand dollars in revenue, and you go through your expenses in much the same way. Are we gonna keep the staff the same? Uh, what type of pay increases are we gonna give, if any? Um, have you know. Uh, does our has our uh, debt service gone up? We borrowed more money. Has interest rates gone up? So that has increased those expenses. Um, and you go essentially right on down the line of all your expenses. Your raw materials maybe they've got they've gone up uh, in in price, and so you sort of build from from where you were last year. And especially if you've been in business for a while, and you, if you have a, a budget, that you did the prior year. The incremental system is is definitely a good way to do it, and less time consuming. However. You can get into the uh, the pitfalls of that as you can get in, into the this is the way we've always done it t- sort of thinking and not really justifying well enough uh, all of your expenses and, and, and how you're spending your money. And you get lulled into a sense of complacency, I guess, is one way of putting it. So you have to really guard against that um, and make sure you're not doing that. And then, of course, budgeting comes in many different forms, right? You can do a budget on a quarterly basis. You could do it, you know, semi-annually, annually, et cetera. I think the most common one people do is on their fiscal year, um, and most people have January through December fiscal year, so a 12-month budget. Um, what I like to do is have a 12-month budget and then um, adjust it as you go along, and you know, I would call that essentially a forecast. Um, so you can, and you can still compare to your budget to see where you're at versus the budget, but Um, that is sort of the way um, uh, to to approach that from a duration perspective. And essentially what you're doing is you're using, in that situation, you're using your history and your current environment to project the future. So um, that's sort of the background, defining what I mean by budget and some of the different types of budgeting. And we're going to get into, in the next segment, talk through revenues and expenses and a little more specifics on how to approach those Um, and share with you a couple of of little anecdotes, et cetera. So we are uh, actually actually up against the break now, though. So um, if you are interested in our CFO services, you can always go out to our website at WentworthFinancialPartners.com. Give us a call at 614-962-7CFO or on Facebook and Instagram, we're at Wentworth Financial Partners. Uh, On Twitter, we are at MrBizTweets. And on LinkedIn, I'm at um, Ken Wentworth. Come back after the break and we will talk through revenues and expenses and give the Mr. Biz tip of the week.
2: Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website, or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's r-b-i-z-marketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's r-b-i-z-marketing.com.
1: If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fall, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com.
2: Every day, careless drivers drive away from car crashes they cause while you're left behind, injured, without a car, and unable to work. It gets worse. Careless drivers' insurance company may refuse to pay you. Your insurance company may refuse to help you. You'll have to do one thing. Get Scott Smith and get justice. We have the experience and the resources to get you the results you need and deserve. Call 888-311-LAWS. That's 888-311-LAWS. Or visit us at sestriallaw.com. Get Scott Smith. Get Scott Smith. Get justice.
0: To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. That's 962-7CFO. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz. So let's um, get into a few things, a little bit of housekeeping. So first of all, anyone who might be interested in a – we have a monthly newsletter, Wentworth Financial Partners – Um, You can go out to our website on the homepage. uh, Towards the bottom of the homepage, there is a form there to sign up for that newsletter. Um, It's just once a month. We send it out on the first of the month and uh, gives an idea of sort of some of the things we've done, some of the videos we've got, instructional videos, guidance videos, um, a link to the the, uh, prior radio shows, etc. And I promise not to inundate you with a bunch of uh, uh, junk mail and spam stuff. It's literally just once a month. So if you're interested in that, go out to our website. Uh, the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Um, here's another one that will uh, be pretty obvious to many, but uh, one that I think some people often forget is ask for testimonials. If you've got a uh, happy customer, um, obviously that's the best time when they're happiest uh, to ask for testimonials. And it comes in many forms, right? So it can be a testimonial for um, that goes on to your LinkedIn page. It can be a testimonial that goes on to your website. Um, obviously you can use that for, um, for marketing and and whatnot, business development type activity, but it's one of those things that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not very good at myself, um, is, and I need to remind myself of this is, is, you know, asking for that. and think about it when you get good service, you're typically more than willing to, to, you know, help that person out and, and give them a good testimonial, um, for the experience they've had. So don't hesitate to do that. Utilize it. It's a great marketing tool. Think about when you're. Uh, considering doing business with someone, and you see some of the testimonials, um, and and it kind of gives you a little more of a, a sense of uh, uh, of of uh, safety or, or or value, I guess I'll say. Um, so that is Mr. Biz tip of the week. Let's dive into budgeting for revenue. All right, so. Um, typically what I would suggest is starting from the top. So people, you'll hear the terminology of the top top line, which is your revenue, and you want to start with that. Start with your sales goals for the year and um, even individuals. So if you're a company that has several different sales folks, what are their sales goals setting for the year and what type of revenue you're going to derive from that. Um, A couple things to keep in mind for revenue is you want to make sure you're hitting all of your revenue streams, so not just... Uh, and, and explore your different revenue streams. If you're going to introduce anything new or you're introducing new products during the year, um, make sure you hit, do you have any fixed type of revenue? So you may have a service that you provide that people subscribe to, for example, and and so projecting that out. You may have a variable business. Um, if you sell widgets, um, you know, how many widgets do you project that you're going to sell? And there's a lot of things that go into that, right? So as I mentioned in the first segment, using history in the current environment to project your future is looking at you know the economy. You know the, the the global economy, the national economy, the local economy, interest rates. You know, depending on what your products are, how do interest rates impact those? Um, and then again, using those sales goals from different sales folks. Um, and you know, one of the things I'll mention is if you're if you have if you have the ability and you're going to do it, is when you are considering adding to your marketing or advertising budget, you're going to reinvest in your business. So, for example. Um, if you're a small business general guideline is that you would spend between somewhere between, and it varies obviously pretty widely, but between two and 15% of your revenue, um, on your net revenue, you would expend, you would spend on marketing or advertising. And again, it varies widely for several different reasons as you can imagine. But, you know, if you're in a heavy growth mode and you have a new product coming out and you really want to push it, obviously you're going to get closer to that 15%. If there's an opportunity and maybe, uh, one of your competitors, um, has left the market or for whatever reason and you really want to push to pick up and grow your market uh, share, you'd be towards that higher end. Um, you know, if things are tight and you need to tighten things up, you would be obviously towards the lower end. But anyway, so the reason I mention that from a uh, budgeting perspective is anytime you invest in marketing or advertising, and I'll focus on that, and uh, because it's an expense, you wouldn't necessarily think of it to, to tie back to your revenue. That's why I wanted to mention it is um, – you should expect to get a three or four times return on your money. So what I mean by that is let's say you're spending uh $10,000 a year on marketing. And all of a sudden you say, oh, gosh, I'm going to, am going to increase that to 20,000. So that $10,000 should get you at least $30,000 in additional revenue or 40. And, and obviously more is better, but it should be at least three. And if it's not, you need to change your marketing or hire a new marketer <laughs> because they're not being effective. Um, so that's one of the things you need to keep in mind though is, is on your for your revenue budget is if you're going to increase your marketing and advertising, you should expect that, and you should put bake that into your plan um and that's one of the things I think people miss often um and be aspirational with revenue goals especially um it's 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 strange how you know with a goal in mind, how people will strive for that, and again you're tracking it, and you want to track against this thing every month so Know making sure you're looking at that and your salespeople, and maybe you're the only salesperson, but every month you're checking in to see where you are. And depending if you have cyclicality in your business, you may want to, you know, stretch that goal out um, and not just straight line it. So, what I mean by that is, let's say, make it simple. If your goal for the year is a million two in sales, and you say, well, I'm just going to straight line that, so we should have a hundred thousand dollars a month in sales, that's not necessarily how it works, right? So, depending on what your product is, let's say you sell ice cream. Well, obviously, you're probably not going to sell as much ice cream in December as you do in July. Um, uh, in in Ohio, for example, where you know you've got summertime um, temperatures that would probably fuel more or should fuel more ice cream sales. So, you want to sort of make that on a cyclical basis. But again, you want to track against that. Um, and so, if you just straight line it, you're going to think you're behind in January, February, March when you're expecting $100,000, and you'll catch up throughout the year as you get into the summer months. But you know, you want to add some cyclicality into that. And again, that's where you can use the history and see what your typical sales have been um, in, in throughout the year in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, et cetera, to make sure you're adding that cyclicality to it. So that's uh, sort of uh, some different approaches to take on your revenue. We'll talk through some expenses, and expenses are a big topic, but we'll get into that. And also, um, I'll give you, a, like I always try to do in the last segment of the show, is give you a few tips. To consider overall for budgeting. So, join us back after the break and we will talk through um, budgeting tips for expenses. But uh, don't hesitate to go out to the website, Wentworth Financial com, uh, or give us a call at 614 962 7CFO. So, join us back after the break and we will continue our budgeting discussion, uh, Small Business Budgeting 101, where we'll talk through expenses.
0: I'm Dr. Buzz, D.C., with Buckeye Physical Medicine Rehab, Columbus's largest hormone replacement center. For the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you can completely reverse the effects of aging and the aches and pains of low T. Thousands of patients that suffer from low T have come to us to rejuvenate their youth. Buckeye Physical Medicine patients have enhanced their energy levels, rid themselves of inflammation, and feel years younger. Call Buckeye Physical Medicine and Rehab at 614 721 5, 6, 9, 8. That's 614-721-LOW-T. Or visit BuckeyePMR.com today.
1: If your business is aiming for the stars but is stuck in the fall, call Mr. Biz at Wentworth Financial Partners. If profits are what you prefer, call Mr. Biz. If cash flow is a concern, call Mr. Biz. If growth is your goal, you guessed it, call Mr. Biz. We are so confident in our results-oriented approach, we'll even guarantee it. Visit WentworthFinancialPartners.com to learn more about our guaranteed CFO services or call us at 614-962-7CFO. That's WentworthFinancialPartners.com.
2: Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website, or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our biz marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com That's rbizmarketing.com. R-B-I-Z rbizmarketing.com That's rbizmarketing.com.
0: To learn more about Ken Wentworth, go to wentworthfinancialpartners.com And now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz Ken Wentworth, and uh, with this being our shortest segment of the show and a lot to get through, I want to sort of dive into this. And again, you're listening to B2B Radio, and we're talking about uh, small business budgeting, small business budgeting 101, I guess we'll call it, or budgeting for small business 101. Uh, So on the expense side, uh, again, we could talk, we probably do a couple of shows on just the expense side as well. But again, I want to sort of introduce this topic, and we'll come back to it on some other shows. but. You know, on the expense side, you can divide the expenses in a few different ways. You could look at your discretionary expense versus non-discretionary. Um, you could look at fixed versus variable. And that's probably the more um, likely scenario where people have people look at things. So fixed expenses such as, you know, your rent or your building expense, uh, your utilities, um, if you have debt, the debt service, um, depreciation on your assets, um, insurance You know, those are all things that are are fixed expenses typically and don't vary very much. I mean, they may change once a year or something like that, but it's not like every single month they change. Um, On the variable side, typically the way you would look at that is, and you could have variable, and I would even call semi-variable without uh, uh, over-complicating this, but um, typically your variable expenses are driven by your sales. So, for example, uh, your raw materials. Um, If you sell 10,000 widgets, it's going to be a lot more raw material than if you a 1,000 widgets. Um, you know, your marketing is variable depending on how much you want to spend on your marketing. And if you vary that based on what we talked about in the second segment on your revenue, you know, a certain percentage of your revenue, if you're having a particularly good year, you may want to capitalize on that and spend more. Um, again, as you look at if you're spending between 2 and 15%, whatever you have set that at, if you're spending 5% and your revenues are up significantly, you might want to increase your marketing expenses. Um, and, you know, this goes back to a, a lot of different things. So getting your eye, your arms around all of that, um, you know, can help you determine how, like, for example, I mentioned during the first segment on hiring a new salesperson. So when should I hire a salesperson? So you need to look at that with a reasonable expectation of bringing someone in. Do they bring, depending on what your business is, do they bring a book of business with them? How soon will they hit the ground running? What type of sales can you expect from them in the first 90 days, first six months, uh, first 12 months, et cetera? So depending on when you're going to uh, bring them on board, you know, allowing for that ramp-up time, et cetera. And then, obviously, you're going to have expense associated with them when you bring them on board. So can you, can you support that? Um, so having a budget is a way to determine that and and keep an eye on that uh, and make sure it makes sense when, when you want to expand and bring someone new on board, whether that's a salesperson. You might be hiring an admin person. So um, oftentimes I see this in small businesses, again, where you've got an owner that wears a lot of different hats. And um, many of those hats end up being admin hats because you may have started the business by yourself or just with a couple of people. And so you were doing a lot of those admin functions. Well, as it, as it continues to grow and your other responsibilities grow, you may need to give up some of those admin responsibilities. And I think one way to look at this that I think some people don't often do is to look at it as if you're bringing someone on in an admin role, What who, whose functions are they taking over? So if, if it's yours as the owner, what are you going to spend that time on? So if you're bringing someone on board and, and they're going to work, and do 20 hours a week of admin work, let's say, is that going to free up 20 hours of your time? And if so, what will you do with those 20 hours? So again, this goes back to the budgeting. If you're bringing those on and then you're going to spend that time doing business development sales type work, you should expect more sales, right, from yourself. Um, and so you want to go back on the revenue side and say, hey, look, I'm bringing someone on. I should, even though you wouldn't think, again, sort of counterintuitive, and that's why I'm mentioning it, is that bringing on an admin person would increase revenue. Well, in this scenario, it should, right? Because it'll give it'll free you up to do more sales uh, type activity, and you should expect that. And that's a, a way for an admin role to sort of uh, pay for itself. Um, the other thing to do, and I've mentioned this in prior shows, but just real quick is a little bit of a tangent on hiring admin help, is when you're not sure, bring someone on, on a part-time basis. And then there are several companies that will allow you to have, like, for example, a virtual assistant, where you can pay them on a, on a variable basis and until you get to a point where it makes sense and it, the cost um, uh, makes it so, so that you should bring someone on full time, you know, do that. So you sort of ease into that um, admin role. And the other way I look at it as well as raw materials is renegotiate with your suppliers. You know, um, uh, some of you may have heard, I, I covered it in another show, but I renegotiated when I had a client that we were in, uh, had a significant raw material was their largest expense. And I had all four of them come in, four different vendors come in. Oops, I booked them all at the same time. Jeez, I imagine how that happened. I don't even know. So I had them all come in at the same time, and so they all knew what they were there for. So they created competition amongst themselves, um, and we saved a ton of money um, just from having, you know, I set aside two, hour, two hours and had meetings and negotiated, and so they essentially negotiated against themselves. Um, we're running out of time, as always, uh, so I do want to give you four quick tips on budgeting. So number one... But it's again, budgeting 101, scratching the surface here. But number one on the revenue side, set stretch revenue goals. Um, stretch yourself and track against them on a regular basis. On the expense side, on the flip side, I would look at it and say, always add in a little bit of cushion for your expenses. You will always spend more than you think. Um, share the budgeting with your employees and consider profit sharing. And when I say that, a lot of people cringe. You can set aside a certain percentage of your profits, even say 10%. Um, and share that with the employees. If you let the employees know that, they'll help manage the expenses of the company more like it's their own. So those are four quick tips. Uh, Thanks for listening this week. And um, I will mention, go out. If you have topics you want covered on the show, don't hesitate to go out to the website and let us know. Make sure you join us next week. And don't forget, cash flow is king.
0: This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz. Sponsored by Wentworth Financial Partners. Wentworth Financial Partners is your resource for part-time CFO services that help you work on your business instead of in your business. To schedule a free consultation, call 614-962-7CFO. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff management, or advertisers. Tune in again next week for B2B Radio with Mr. Biz. You've
2: been listening to a Morris Media production.